In June the 18th this year on a Sunday, I preached the message called Keep on Digging. And in that message, we talked about that when somebody plugs up your well, you can either complain or go dig another well. We belong to a family of faith. The Bible says that our father of the faith is Abraham because he believed God. And Abraham had a son by the name of Isaac. And he put into him what the spirit that was in him. And Isaac was not a complainer. Isaac pushed, he looked at everything that was against him, and he did things that seemed like it's not logical. You'll find that Isaac, when there was a drought, and when he looked at the, the weather forecast predictions, and he says, it's a bad time to sow, God speaks to him, and he says, when the environment tells you it's not the time, is the time that God works. You see, the difference is this, is if we sow, and if we do things when everybody else's environment is the same, God doesn't get the glory. What makes our lives outstanding is that when you should not be producing, you're producing. When you should be down, you're up. When you should be complaining, you are praising. The Bible, you know, you know what's really interesting? I was at a conference this week, and I never understood the meaning of the conference till this morning. The whole conference name was Go. I would have thought, get a conference name like in your presence. Time to relax, president. But it was go. You know what? You don't need light in a lit room. You need light when there's darkness. You don't put salt if something is salted. And God said, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light. You know, he never said a building is a light. But he says, people, uh, we, you know when, when we use the word church, the church is made up of individual people. And what makes the church great is what the individuals allows the Holy Spirit to do through them. See, most people, and, and I, I'm one of them, we, we invite people to church. What we should be doing is inviting people into our lives. Now, so one of the things that we preached on was that every time Isaac dug a well, somebody else took it over. You birth something, somebody else takes it over. And he kept doing it until he got to well number five. And well number five represents grace. So he didn't allow a plugged up well to stop him. So in your own lives... The key, one of the keys that God is working in you, that you've got something, is when somebody wants what you've dug. The thief only steals what's valuable, correct? And every time the plugged up the well is because there was water in it. So what we learned back then is that the well gets plugged up. Well, okay, I'm here to tell you that we dug a well and somebody else has plugged it up. We have been, this year, we as an eldership, as a, a board of elders, have been praying. And we, we feel, we know in our heart that God wants us to build a center of hope 
where we have our permanent base. So our heart has been so that we can have a place where we can feed people, where we can minister to people, where we can teach people, that we can do something. So our heart has been. And we have been working with Seasons 5 from the beginning of January till now, wanting to put a permanent place here. i got some news for you. They've plugged up the well. Everybody go, ah. This will make sense. Just... See, if you, when you see an issue out of context, you get it wrong. That is why in the scripture you always find God asks us, or the Holy Spirit asks us, what do you see? What do you see? A frustrated parent, when you ask him, what do you see? I see kids that are costing me money. I see kids that don't let me sleep in. I see kids that I have to... But if you look at them in context, this is my future. I'm sowing into them and whatever I put in them is going to come back to me one day. So when you look at it, and so what's been happening so that you know where we are at the moment is we've been negotiating, trying to move here permanently on the other side um, we've got our amazing Nikki here. We've done drawings. We've gone to the councils. We've gone to builders. And the doors just kept closing and closing and closing. Even to the point now to stay in this place, we are paying the most exorbitant fees that you can imagine. So we felt, we as an LSU felt like, okay, let's start knocking. Let's start knocking on doors. Because God says, if it's plugged up, where do I want you? So instead of being frustrated, we have been praying behind the scenes. God, open the doors. Now, what's the first thing? I want to read this, this phrase, what's next, came out of that I put a word of the day every morning except Sunday because Sunday I get up in the morning to prepare. Okay? So I give you a rest from reading on your phone. Now, look at Romans 8, 15 to 17 out of the Message Bible. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. Just stop there. The life that God wanted you to live in is not in a graveyard. A graveyard is a place where you put something in. Now, I don't, one of the things that I've had to learn personally is I've had to... I, I, I was the officiating minister in my dad's funeral... I was the officiating um, minister in Sylvie's dad's funeral. And um, I've, been, I've done quite a few funerals. And understanding that the person we are remembering is not in the ground, but there with Jesus. So the grave is a statement that says, I am no longer occupying this space. I have done the will of God and I have gone to be with my fathers. That's why David said, this is how we look at a graveyard. David says, and when David's season was finished, he went to be asleep with his fathers. He didn't say that it's over with and all that. He says, when my season was finished, so we're not called when the well has been done and it's not there. We can hang around the well, we can feel sorry for ourselves, or we can move on. 
It is adventurously expected. Greeting God with a childlike, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we are. We know who He is, and we know who we are, father and children. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. I want you to put this into your spirit. We are going to get what is meant for us. Faith Life Church, we will get what we are meant to get. Your own life, you will receive what God has portioned for you. Not, there is no one that can stop what God has started. So this is, this is all foundational. And we, are, and we know, not that we will know, we will know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. We go through exactly what Christ goes through. If we go through the hard times with him, then we will certainly go through the good times. Now, I want to just show you something. I remember talking, I hardly do any messages on suffering. How many of you like the word suffering? How many of you get up in the morning and you pray, dear Jesus, give me suffering? You go to your employer and you go, boss, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ticked off at you. I don't do enough suffering at work. It's just too good. Now, when the Bible talks about suffering, it doesn't talk about you did something wrong and God put a disease on you. God doesn't say, oh, Ted's not listening, let's break his leg. God doesn't say, Ted's not listening, I'll give him a car accident. I'll make his fridge break in the middle of summer. The air conditioning. See, suffering, gee, see, I want to understand this. When you understand the gospel, Isaiah 53, Jesus took the suffering, he took the guilt, correct? Correct? See, that's why God, see, God teaches by instruction, not by punishment. That is why when Adam and Eve sinned, he didn't beat them up. He took an innocent lamb for them. So the lamb takes what they should have got. Okay, so let's get that big step over is that God is not withholding anything. God is not punishing us. So what is the word suffering? Suffering in the Bible says this, is when I want my own will and it's against God's will and, it, and I choose his will and I'm now, I feel like I'm suffering. Okay, let me give you this, right? You're a te- go back to where you're a teenager. You're in church, you love God, you've got everything, and then all of a sudden you fall, in lo- you fall in love with somebody outside of the church that doesn't want to have anything to do with church at all. That is so anti-church, that doesn't like God, but you go, oh, you go to see Pastor Sule. I'll go, I'll use Pastor Sule too. You go to see Pastor Sule. Pastor Sule, oh, I fell in this gorgeous guy. He's big, muscly, he's got wealth, he's got everything. I will be set up for the rest of my life. And Pastor Silva goes, oh, okay, so has he heard Pastor Ted's message on being the foundation? <laughs> no. Um, are you there for him or is he there for you? Oh, well, I'm a bit of a trophy. Oh, okay. Now, 
And then Pastor Silvay goes, I don't believe it's God's will for you to be united with him. But I love him. My heart goes kaboom, kaboom, kaboom every time I see him. I can't sleep at night unless he texts me with a smiley. And then, you, and then you go, God, what do you want me to do? And God says to you, let him go. That's called suffering. Okay, let's do another suffering. You're at work. You do all the work and somebody else gets the credit and you are at a board meeting where you can tell the whole company that it wasn't him, it was you. And God speaks to you. No. What, what do you mean no? A laborer is worthy of his hire. Whatever you social. And God says, no, I want you to make that person great. And you choose to. Is that not called suffering? Am I, am I the only one that suffers here? <laughs> you, you know what? Suffering is when you don't get your own way. It's suffering comes in when, you know, you know what, you've been saving for something and then God shows you a need and he says, the thing that you were saving for yourself, give to them. No! Don't you realize, God, that I sacrificed to save to that? And God says, no, I want you to give it. And every emotion is now hurting. It's called suffering. Do you realize that your flesh suffers every time you do what it doesn't want? Let's go, let's go a little bit more suffering. Somebody really, 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 really hurts you. They ask you for forgiveness. They want to be let off the hook. And you say to yourself, how long can I prolong this? And God says, forgive them. But God, they're wrong. Forgive them. That hurts. Correct? Now watch this. This is what the Holy Spirit told me. This happened, this happened during worship, right? Our discomfort is somebody else's comfort. My discomfort is somebody else's comfort. My giving is somebody else's blessing. My giving is somebody else's uh, receiving. My faith is somebody else's breakthrough. When we go through essence of discomfort, is that we go, oh, so my discomfort is going to be somebody else's comfort. My giving is going to be somebody else's receiving. My encouragement, when I give encouragement, is going to be somebody else's breakthrough. See, my faith is somebody else's breakthrough. See, we can always use our faith for me, for me, for me. But we forget that Jesus said, I want you to go into the darkness. I want you to go where people need light. You good, you good with me? So sometimes our decisions... We make what's good for my comfort. Uh, let me give you one that, that happened this personally. In 1990, I was working for a company. And um, I had a, a car. 
I had uh, shares given to me every single year. I had unlimited sickness. If I was sick, they were going to look after me. I had all of these things, right? I was on a really, really, really good wicket. I was being um, trained to take over this department. And uh, my, uh, what's his name? My PA at that time says, hey, Ted, I've worked out what my manager gets. So uh, being a godly man, I said, share with me. Bring it out. She goes, oh, back then, you'd be on 100K a year plus benefits. I'm going, wow. <laughs> My eyes, ding. God has placed me here. This is for my, I'm just thinking, hey, Saul, we're going to get another house. Hey, instead of a faith car, we're going to get a car that doesn't need faith. You know what I mean. You get a car that you get in the morning and go, you lay your hands on, dear Jesus, I command every piece of electrical equipment to work on this car. I demand the brakes to go. I, I, you know, right, right. So all of that. And then we were in a church back then with uh, Pastor Kevin Connor. He pulls me into his office and he goes, as an eldership we met and we feel you are to be the new youth pastor. And I go, okay. And, and so being really spiritual like all of you, I said, what do I get? <laughs> and he goes, $23,500. <laughs> I, said, I said, you didn't hear right. Um, let, let me help you. Let me help you. I have a mortgage. I have a wife. She's a demanding wife. She's Danish. Right? She knows what she wants. I have kids. Private school. Da, 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 da. And, th and then Kevin tries to help me. And, and he goes, you know what, Ted? Just think, all the petrol you'll save. And I said, Kevin, I don't even know the price of petrol. I have a card that looks after things. My, I, I, he goes, for years, I have, I've never got a quote on a car at all. When car goes, fix it. It was, it was like petrol. Just fill it up. And then he goes, you're going to save petrol? And I go, hold on, I'm going to lose a car. I'm going to lose this for $23,500. I go, I'll pray about it. You always know when people say I pray about it because I really disagree. I need God. So, so being a man of faith, I said, dear Jesus, let me tell you that this is not a good deal. Let me tell you why, because you said I need to look after my wife. If I don't do that, then I'm not honoring. So therefore, I cannot break my covenant with my wife. Second, I have these needs. And I need this promotion because I've worked really, 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 really hard. And then God says to me, I want you to give it up and go work as a youth pastor. <laughs> And I didn't, didn't realize how ridiculous that was until I spoke to my manager. I said to, my man, I said to him, um, we sat down in the office for a meeting, and he goes, how's things, da-da-da, okay, great. Uh, um, I'm handing in my notice. And he goes, so, who, so where are you going? Has somebody headhunted you? He goes, no. What, what are you, where are you going? He says, <laughs> I go, how, how, do I make this, how do I make this seem that I can't go, I'm really smart? And, he, and, he, and I go, um, I'm going to be a full-time youth pastor at a church. And he goes, so 
are they going to be looking after you? I go, yeah, they're going to give me the whole lot of $23,500, but I've got to buy another car. I got to, and, 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 he, and he kind of looked, you know, you, know, you know when you tell somebody that you got that look is that how dumb are you and you can still breathe? <laughs> and, and, and he's looking at me and, and, and I can see the bewilderment in his face. He goes, you're giving this up for this? If he was a praying man, I think he would have laid hands on me, cast something out of me, um, called Santa Maria to do something to me. I mean, I mean, it was just that, but it was my discomfort. But out of that discomfort, when Silva and I became youth pastors, there are now pastors all around the globe. We are still getting feedback from people. I was in your meeting and this happened. I came here, you did this, that, all of that because of my discomfort. Let me just say, it was, it was a while, it took a step of faith. See, before, my step of faith was knowing that the board loves me and they are going to do all that. Now, I am looking at our bills. I am looking at $23,500 and I'm thinking, God, how do I stretch this? So they fasting. I believe God's calling us as a family to fast. <laughs> you know, from now on, God's calling us to you know, have some kind of reflection with the people that are feeling the cold. So we're not going to use any heating. You know what? But my our discomfort became somebody else's comfort. My giving, my sacrifice. And I can tell you, God's made up for everything that I thought that I lost. So going back to where we are, is we we've looked at here, we've approached the management, we've had so many management meetings. And um, what we told them about three weeks ago is that we are no longer prepared to be here on the terms that you are giving. So we just thought because um, we're paying such exorbitant fees and they're going up and up and up. And that is reducing our ability to go to the next level when we find a building. So we've been knocking in every door. And on, what was it, Thursday morning or Friday? Friday, late Friday afternoon, the Point Cook Town Center came back to us and he says, you can have the whole place on a Saturday night. Okay, my first reactionary. Dear Jesus, do you realize it's the wrong time for church? I'm trying to help Jesus because sometimes Jesus gets so caught up with running the globe, he forgets us. You, you know that. He's, you know, he just goes, I see everything. No, 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 I don't want you to see everything. Jesus, I want you to see this. My, my first reaction was, dear Jesus, I like Sunday mornings. I, I'm comfortable. Come on, how many here are comfortable? And, 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 and God says, and I'm going, okay, number one, Jesus is it's the wrong time. Um, we're going to have to change the way we set up. We're going to have to move all of this. We're going to have to do that. And then, and then I said, Jesus, the youth meet Sunday, um, Saturday night. And God says, I'll fix that. So we're now again looking at them to removing it so we can, the youth will keep on going. Now, now watch this. 
We're going to be, number one, let's just put it this way. This is a temporary change. We're not saying that this is permanent. It is God saying it's time for you to move. Like the Bible says, you know, he said to uh, the children of Israel, how long are you going to be around this mountain? We've been around this mountain trying to get in, getting in and in and in. And last month, God said, I will not allow Faith Life Church to go around this mountain again. Right? So it kind of stops. So we're just going there. They've opened the door. So number one, it might not be the right time, but it's going to be the right time for somebody else. We need to, you know, when uh, William Booth was going to, uh, to do a conference for the Salvation Army in New York, and um, he was on the, on the ship. I think it was uh, uh, St. Uh, uh, Mary, the, the uh, cruise ship or something like that. And, he, and all of a sudden, they hit weather, they did this, and um, they could, it, they, it was going to miss the conference. And so he, um, they were in communication, and he said, no. And they said, well, what are we going to do without you? And he said, tell them this message. It's not about you. It's about all those that are yet to come. He says, it's not about us. So the, the time might not be right for somebody else, for us, but it's a new season for somebody else. So now watch, watch this. We are on the outskirts of Point Cook, and God is moving us to the very center of Point Cook. Decisions are made in this building. See, the, the building that you and I are about to leave the presence of God in, decisions are made on poor people. Decisions are made. This is where we're going to have our feeding station. We're going to be feeding 200 people. This is the right place where people come to get their needs met. This is the right place where single mothers come for help. This is the right time where people kind of find jobs. So God is moving us strategically into a place where things are done. So there's a strategic move in the Holy Spirit that comes in and goes, I am placing you here. He's placing us in a place where decisions are made. Second thing, but God then said, Ted, don't forget there's restaurants all around. I go, Ooh, that's, that's, there's a bit of, bit of icing on this cake. Now, so, okay, some of the, some of the things we're going to be, we got it from 6.30 till 10. So, I mean, things are going to have to change, okay? What doesn't change is that we are building people. What doesn't change is our worship. What changes is this, is that the influence of the Holy Spirit is being put right in the center of Point Cook. Wow. Second, we're going to be the only church that meets Saturday night for that season. And what also doesn't change is that we are still in active seeking and knocking God for our own building. Second thing that's going to be doing is building community. One of the things that I noticed that happens here, because we can't use the facilities there, as soon as it's finished, we all got to get out. Okay, we're going to have our own kitchen. So that means that there's going to be a lot more fellowship before and after. Okay? So we want to recreate the community that God's given us. So, so that's what's going to happen. And also, um, if you want to take somebody out for dinner, you just walk over. <laughs> I, I know we all run on food, so 
second, the third thing he's going to do for us is going to increase our finances for the future. We've got to think future. We've got to think future generations. We will, just on the offset, we will be saving over $30,000 this year where, where God's putting it, and we can use that 30000 to be hope dispensers. So, so there are all those things. So, and I believe within, with doing that is that God is repositioning us. So the reason, it is discomforting, okay? We've got to start thinking, so this, this is a, next Sunday is going to be our last Sunday here. So we are now, because it, it's happened so quickly, and we feel that we need to act on it. I, I, as, as a senior pastor, I felt that urgency that says, Ted, you've got to act on it now. Don't, don't just like. So right on Saturday, sorry, on, on um, Friday, we send them an email that says, we want you to book it. So we are now assured of... Um, What's his name? Having a Saturday night till the end of this year, and they are now taking um, requests for uh, 2024. So this means that we now have the ability not to regroup, but just to go. Okay, God's taking us to another level. Now, who else can we serve? What it is taking us to another, a huge new field that we can saturate the Point Cook t- Town Center, the restaurants, and all of that, knowing that there's an alternative. You might go to eat physical food, but you can go to a place where you eat spiritual healing food. So there's there's just so much. I believe it's a strategic thing of the Holy Ghost. You know why I believe it? I didn't think of it. I remember. Okay, can I? Father Ted, I remember Pastor Silva mentioning it. I go, I don't want to go there. No, 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 no. There's got to be a better place. And, um, well, God, how many of you know that sometimes you can, um, you get so caught up in what you want that you forget what God has already given you? And I believe it, it is God's will. And what we want to do is now is just start to prepare next week we're going to have a miracle offering for our new season. Uh, as I was um, seeking God last night, the word that God dropped into my heart was, Ted, Faith Life Church is going to start a brand new era. You're doing something that you haven't done before. And I want you to start it with breakthrough giving. People say, why? Why do we... Why do we need a miracle offering? Let me tell you why. It is giving shapes your heart. So wherever you give, it puts your heart in it, and then we start to commit to it. I am believing for souls to be saved every Saturday night. I am believing for the restoration of personal lives, family lives to be there. I'm believing God's putting us right in the center of the need. And he's not putting there for our comfort. God is sending you. God is sending us into a place where there's need. So We're going to start with a miracle offering for whatever financially we need to succeed in that place. We're going to sow into it and see God's breakthrough. So I need you to this week start to pray. Get a hold of many people that you know that call Faith Life home. Bring them here next Sunday 
And then we're going to have a miracle offering, miracle praise. And you know the other thing to do? We're going to leave a blessing on this house. You know, there's, there's, there's always um, kind of looking at it. We can go, oh, man, you know, all, all the stuff. But God said, you are to bless and not curse. I want to leave, uh, if I can say that, the footprint of the Holy Spirit, the fingerprint of God upon this place where people feel, hey, God was here. And we didn't see it. So I, I believe in that. So we're going to start to believe for the miracles of God. So now you need to start to prepare yourself. And how do you prepare yourself? Is that going there? Is Let me read that again, what God, the Holy Spirit to me, said to me. My discomfort is going to be somebody else's comfort. My giving will be somebody else's blessing. My giving will be somebody else's receiving. My faith is somebody else's breakthrough. And what, I, what we are going to do is Faith Life Church, we're going to bring our faith into where it's needed and we're going to ask God, God, I want you to use me. You know, one of the, one of the things that, uh, that I believe is a new era and we talk about the church globally when God says, Every, I want to do things through you, not bypass you. You know, what's, what's really interested me is that um, during, during this conference, God, during some of the messages, God would just kind of almost zone me out and put me in a different zone. And God started to speak to me, Ted, when every time I wanted to do something, I did it through a person, not an organization. So when God said to Moses, he says, I need to get my children out of Egypt, what did he do? He didn't go to an army. He didn't go to a kingdom. He came to a man. And he says, Moses, I want to flow through you. Isaac. And then, you know, then he says to Joshua, hey, Joshua, we need to take the promised land. And, and, God, and he says, Joshua, who am I? So he goes, Joshua, I am going to use you. I'm going to have my leadership through you that's going to filter out. So what we want to know, that the answer for the youth is in the youth. The answer to the children is in the children. The answer to the leadership is in our leadership. The answer to the finances in our giving. We, we do a whole shift now as we're moving into a new era. Is understanding. The Bible says you are the salt of the earth. Wouldn't it be easier if Jesus said, I am the salt. I am the light and you are to cheer for me. What really, you know what really gets me? Um, I love huge sporting events. I remember uh, there was one time we were watching football and St. Kilda was playing Carlton. And um, there was these two old ladies in front of me. They might have been in their 80s, but they had voices of a trumpet. And you know what's interesting is it is so easy to cheer. They were going, come on you, get up, suck it in, it's only blood. What are you doing? What is, you know, I mean, they are commenting on everything. You breathe wrong. You, you look wrong. You're, you're bleeding wrong. You're not doing that. You know what? You know what's so, it's so easy to be a cheese squad. You know what? Hey, so why, why do you come to church? I, I'm, I'm cheering the worship team on. 
Uh, can, can I ask you this? By cheering the worship team on, you're not actually worshiping? Excuse uh, 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 um, You know what would be really good? I'm going to have to close. So you know what would be really good? If you can hire a praise and worshiper for you. Hey, wouldn't that be cool? You know, I go, okay, okay, what do you, what do you charge per hour? 45. Ooh. Um, what about a discount rate? I've got a coupon. I'm a member of Faith Life. Okay, you're a member of Faith Life. I'll do you a, a deal. $35 an hour. Okay, bullshit for me. I need to read the Bible. Pastor Victor reads the Bible. I've got to pass the Pastor Victor. I'll pay you $40 an hour to read one hour for me. And Pastor Victor goes, man, I, I really understand the Bible. So my, my, I'm, I'm close to pushing $85 an hour. Pastor Victor, I've got a coupon. Okay, 75 done deal. You know, then you go, all right, I've got to invite people to, ch- I, I want people to get to know Jesus. So I need a witness. Ah. Oh. I'll go to Liza. Liza, I hear that you're, you're a great witness, that, that you tell people about Jesus. Uh, look, these are my friends. What do you charge per hour to tell somebody to bring them to church on my behalf? And, and Liza goes, I'm pretty busy. Do, do you know how many people I'm reaching out to? I'll see if I can put you in. Let my people talk to your people. And then her people come to your people and they tell them, look, I, I can do three friends. Um, it's going to cost you $95 an hour because I'm really expensive. Because I get results. Oh, hey, but I've got a coupon. What's your coupon? Faith Life Church. Okay, 85. Hey, wouldn't it be easier? Well, wouldn't it be easier if true church was on the internet? That you didn't have to show up? Do you know what I love about having church on the internet? That you can log on and everybody sees that you're logged on. But they don't know that you're in your PJs drinking coffee. They don't know that you're scrolling the news. They don't know that you decided to go out and get breakfast and come back and then go moji. Amen, Pastor Ted. Come on. You good? I believe that we are at the right time, at the right place, at the right open door. I believe that this is God's promotion for us. I believe that God has opened up an effectual door. And this is what comes out of it. And can I have the worship team to come up, please? And we'll do, we'll do a little bit more tomorrow. Faith only produces as you move, not as you make a proclamation. So when, it, when we start to come out to faith, then we go, okay, that means that we're going to go. The miracle started when you go. When we, we, we preach them this. When the young man came to Jesus and he says, how are we going to, fo- how are we going to feed these 20,000 people? And uh, he says, I've only got five loaves and I've got two fish. As long as the boy's intention was good, the boy's faith was good, everything to that point 
was good. You, you can't fault it, okay? When you have a look at that, you can't fault that this young man is willing to sacrifice his lunch. You can't fault that Philip takes it and he says, well, let's give it to Jesus. You can't fault that. But as long as they had it in their hands and they didn't give it over, the miracle didn't happen. The Bible says when he prayed for the lepers, they, they were healed as they went. Now, if we don't move, we can come back do the, over and over again. But the miracle for our, your life and our, the church's life is in the going. So it's going to take a step of faith. It's going to take a step of faith of going, oh, okay. But for those that love sleeping in on Sunday morning, this is a bonus. <laughs> Pastor Silva has already reorganized our Sunday mornings. Um, as they went, something happened. As long as we stay here, this is it. But I believe that God has given us an open door and we are going to go and proclaim the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that we are going to grow in every department. I believe that our children's ministries will thrive. Our youth ministry will thrive. Our life groups are going to thrive. Our giving to the nations is all going to thrive. I believe that this is a pivotal point in our lives. And I'm encouraging you is that, hey, it might be discomfort to you. It might be discomfort to your family. It might, it might, you might have to change the way you do things. But we're not changing it for the sake of change. We're, we're, we're changing so somebody else can get a breakthrough. Your discomfort is going to be somebody else's breakthrough. Our going is going to be a breakthrough for somebody else. And you know what's amazing? Is we have got the council's invitation to do this. We are not trying to persuade them. It's God has already persuaded them. God has made room for us. So why don't we stand? So you're going to hear, on, you're going to receive an email from the church. You're going to receive an SMS from the church. You're going to see all this advertising happening. But the biggest one is, is that we come into agreement with God. Today we come into agreement with God.